Welcome to the podcast of Vertical Life Church. We hope and pray these messages encourage and challenge you to find your glorious purpose in Christ Jesus. For more information, visit us on the web at www.vlchurch.tv. Now in our normal setup, uh, we did not plan for uh, all the computers and lights and sounds and all that stuff we expected to be out on the property, but God had a different idea, so we're just flowing with it if that's okay. You guys all right with that this morning? Yeah. Amen. Yeah, I believe that the Spirit of God is here with us today. Uh, I was just uh, mentioning to Aaron as we were talking a, a second ago. That it's not by might, it's not by power, but it's by my spirit, says the Lord. So we, we may make our plans, but God directs our steps. And no matter how great we think something is going to be, His will, His purpose is always greater. And, uh, and so we're just trusting in that today. Uh, we're going to follow the model of the way David dedicated the land for the temple back in the book of Chronicles, where he gave an address to the people. And then he commanded them to worship the Lord. So that's going to be kind of the format we take. We're going to talk a little bit today, share some things, and then we're going to worship God for what he's doing in the life of our church and really believe in him for what is to come. I believe the best is yet to come. And, uh, and so I'm excited for that. And uh, so I just thank you all for being here. I want to thank God first and foremost for this moment. Uh, six years ago, my wife and I, as green as can be in the ministry, not knowing what we were going to do. Uh, we were actually looking for a, another a position as worship directors in another state. We, were, we had no plans to start a church. Just felt the call of God to stay and, and see his will through. And uh, surrounded by friends and family, came together on a vision, a wing and a prayer, and, uh, and planted Vertical Life Church. And uh, this has been an amazing journey, an amazing ride. Six years uh, has gone by. Six incredibly difficult, but incredibly rewarding years. Amen. It's been awesome. And I just want to just take a moment to thank everyone who has come, who has supported, who has given financially time, energy to this ministry, to this building program, calling Project Homecoming. Uh, the faithful giving. I, I talk to many pastors, many leaders, and especially during the COVID pandemic, have expressed concern about their struggling finances. Our church has not struggled. We've grown in our giving. A small little church, comparison to others, and God is blessing. It's, it's an amazing thing. I'm so thankful. I want to give a couple special thank yous to a few people who have who have worked with me and uh, and really uh, cultivating this this project and getting us this far. First, I don't see him here today, but Chris Stratman, he and his uh, uh, fiance Amy have been coming. Chris is the realtor for Century 21. Um, I just happened to meet him because his mom and dad lives across the street from my wife and our family, and his dad passed away. And I was the only pastor that they had had connection with for the last couple of years, so they asked me to do the funeral. And uh, hey, there they are. Come on, I'm, I'm talking about you guys. Come on in, Chris. You gotta come in at least wave. Do, do your uh, Miss America wave. And uh, but uh, they'll be coming in a moment. But uh, I had the privilege of doing their funeral, and after the funeral, uh, they expressed a desire to start to come. And he just got excited about the potential of us finding a property. 
He's the one that located this property. God is connected. And as we were praying, uh, what God would do, we uh, through just that 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 connection knew that God was leading us to make a move on this property. And so I just want to thank Chris Stratman publicly for the work that he did. And uh, and many of you don't know this, but uh, he donated the proceeds he made back to the building program. So I mean, it was just an awesome, awesome thing. Mark Trombley, I don't see the Trombleys here this morning, but um, Mark Trombley, he uh, has volunteered to cut the grass for the property free of charge, uh, which is awesome because it costs a couple hundred dollars. Hey guys, come on in. It costs a couple hundred dollars a month to, to maintain something like that, and he's doing it completely free of charge. It is a huge blessing. The property looks great. Several people not connected with our church have said it looks great. And uh, so he's got his little sign out there uh, for his lawn care company. So if you know anybody that needs some grass cut, call Mark Trombley. We're, we're sharing business. Uh, but we want to thank him. Um, Ron Shamel. I don't see Ron here today, but Ron and Debbie in huge support. Ron donated his time on a Saturday afternoon uh, as well with Mark to help us uh, move a ton of gravel to build that driveway that we have there. And there's still some work yet to do. But uh, he uh, just volunteered his time to do that. And he said, I want to help you put in that drive. You didn't have to ask for it. So just amazing hearts. And then uh, we've been doing this building program for a while now. And we were able to raise around $5,000 or so as a church uh, with independent giving. And uh, this gentleman who, uh, 10 years ago, I wouldn't have expected to be a leader in our church, but Brian Roy gave the majority share of the funds to buy this property so that we could get in this year. And I want to publicly thank Brian for giving up his inheritance. And his mom, his mom and dad passed away, gave to him. And he, the Bible says, wherever your treasure is, that's where your heart will be also. His heart is in this place. And he's sowing faithfully. And I thank you for every hour that you've given, every dollar you've given. For this ministry, Brian, it's such a testimony and such a blessing. We thank you from the bottom of our heart. I want to thank everyone that's been giving. There are many of you that give week in and week out. You give what you can. The Bible says that it's not about equal gifts, it's about equal sacrifice. And your faithfulness is just as valuable to the Lord as any gift. And so I thank you for that from the bottom of my heart. And um, for those of you that have been with us from the beginning, you've supported this ministry through thick and thin. You've allowed us to make mistakes, and you didn't go anywhere. <laughs> such a blessing. Such an encouragement. And we thank you for still being here, still supporting, and going on this journey. It's such an awesome thing to be your pastor and to be serving you today. I want to share with you just some vision that I believe that God is calling us into, a mandate for this house of worship that we're about to build uh, when we planted the church, we, we got together and said, what do, we, what do we see God doing? And we had a, a, a felt understanding about what kind of church we wanted to be. And so we came up with six core values, a wholehearted worship, uh, unceasing prayer, unyielding truth, crazy generosity, intentional community, and unrelenting witness. These core values we see as being a thriving, healthy church. And we built our, our ministry on that. But then the question was, God, you guys come on in. Don't worry about it. We'll just stare at you awkwardly as you make your way to your seat. <laughs> no, this is this is a family meeting. We're all family here. Hey, Teresa, good to see you. Come on in, sister. But uh, we 
we built with this understanding this is the kind of people we wanted to be, but we didn't really know, okay, God, what is it you want us to do? Do you want us to just show up and have worship services, or is there something greater? Is there a greater calling? And I've been praying and praying and praying that God would reveal this to me and, uh, and to our team. And on April 22nd, I, I was in a time of prayer in my office, and I felt like the Lord gave a message. He said, write this down. So I wrote it in my journal on April 22nd, 2020. I'm going to read just parts of it to you. But this is what I believe the vision is for the future of our church, what God is calling us to be and to do in this community. Uh, from the one who is faithful and true, the true witness. The glory is mine, says the Lord. There is no other. Before time, I was Alpha, the beginning, and after time, I'm the Omega, I'm the end, the first and the last. There's nothing without my existence. There is no purpose without my intention. What I will do is that which I have carefully considered and planned. So this is what the Sovereign Lord says. 72 days until the shift, the move, that will set the course for future days. My glory will be known. When you see my glory, know that it has begun. Not like in times past, but altogether new. There will be newness in the church and in the body of Christ. Rebirth and new life. You will break forth like the dawn, complete darkness, and then shocks of light and color until the whole sky is illuminated. Your ministry will flourish and have great growth in this light, and I'm sending you leaders to help organize, manage, and implement training for the vision I'm about to give you. You are to create a center for worship and breakthrough, a place of healing and hope, empowerment, and a launch pad for people to discover and begin walking in the path of their divine destiny. There are three key areas of focus of which you already know. Prayer, prophetic, and praise. These are the first three areas of focus. And there are, there are four others after this. But the first thing I want to mention is this came on July the 3rd. 72 days would begin the shift that would begin launching us into this new, this new path. And I, I was praying, like, God, you know, who are you going to send to help us into this ministry? And uh, Janice and Dave Sova have been our friends for quite some time. And about two weeks before the 72 days were up, they came and said, we feel the call of God to come and help you in this ministry, in this church. And so the fulfillment of this word is already in process. God is sending us leaders and people to come build, uh, build this ministry. Come on in, guys, wherever, you, wherever you'd like to sit. So I'm going to go over these different phases with you that really focuses. The first is on prayer. When God said, I want you to focus on prayer, he's saying, I want you to raise up intercessory prayer teams to cultivate the heart of prayer in your city. Not just in your church, but in your city. God wants this city to be marked by prayer and praying people. This is a call and a mandate on our church. Two is the area of the prophetic. To impart prophetic words to the discouraged and impartation of the gifts of prophecy to the spiritual hungry, spiritually hungry. He wants us to raise up people who want to speak God's words and build his kingdom through releasing his will in the world. Number three is praise. To create songs and train a worship generation with a Davidic anointing of fearless praise. He wants us to raise up a worship generation that's not afraid what other people think, that they worship Jesus wholeheartedly, just like our first core value, wholehearted worship. It's a, it's a primary focus, and these are going to be the first three things we really press into in the beginning. The next three focuses, I felt the Lord say, will come in time with the last area to be in its own phase. So seven focuses in all. Deliverance, healing, and strategic and global evangelism. So the second kind of phase we'll get into 
will be the area of deliverance, creating a center for hope and restoration, discipleship, and training spiritual warriors. We are in a spiritual battle 24-7, every day of our life. The Bible says we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers in the unseen realm. And many of us struggle in different areas in our lives because we don't know how to identify the work of the enemy and what to do about it when we do identify it. And so we want to embed this as part of our discipleship plan, but also help people find freedom in the areas that they struggle. There are many wounds that we endure throughout life, many traumas and things that we have when we're children that we don't process in a healthy way. And God wants to bring healing. Jesus said, I've come to bring healing to the brokenhearted. So God wants to bring healing, and he wants to raise us up to create a center that will be kind of the epicenter for deliverance and inner healing in our area. That's spiritual healing. Number two is physical healing. To impart the gifts of healing and equip spiritual physicians to engage in the realm of, of healing anointing and also in physical medicine. I believe God wants to redeem the area of medical science. I think I believe he wants to raise up people who go into the medical field, not just relying on their own wisdom and the wisdom of men, but are walking in the spirit and incorporating God into the area of physical medicine to really bring about uh, a change of, of health and wholeness in our world. And that we're going to be a part of that. Number three is local outreach. That we're to equip and train disciples in the ministry of Jesus through power and love and create a culture of signs and wonders that confirm the gospel. It's the heart of the Lord, I believe, for every believer to walk in the Spirit and testify to the gospel through the, the working of signs and wonders and to raise up people uh, to do that. And I believe when our church, I've said this before, when our church gets a hold of that vision, that we're not just quoting verses at people or, or telling people they should just believe in God just because, but we let the love of Christ be on display in our lives and we back that up with the message of the gospel. It is going to radically transform our region. And that's the calling that he's calling us into, just to be uh, those uh, disciples in Christ who walk in the power of the gospel for evangelism. And the third and final phase will be the last focus of our church. The long-term goal is for global outreach. I believe the Lord wants us to become a home-based network for world churches. And we're going to raise up workers in world harvest fields to exercise dominion over enemy territory helping nations break through generational bondage that they've been enduring for thousands of years. That we're not just sending out church planners and, and raising up other churches, that they're going in a mission to take back the ground the enemy's stolen all over the world. And, uh, and I believe this to be important. I believe God wants to redeem the governments, the economies, the arts, the entertainment, the media, education, the sciences, community relations, areas of justice, and community connection all over the world, not just here. And so the long-term goal is going to be for us to be a home base where we send out our church planners and, and the missionaries to do this work. So I felt like the Lord said, this will not be immediate. It will come in phases, and he's going to lead us every step of the way. Your steps are already ordained by the Lord, so do not fear or be afraid. I am with you, and I have qualified you. Stay pressed into my spirit, beloved, and remain in my love. Wonders are abound, and signs are being fulfilled. We are about to embark on an incredible discovery, and my glory will shine, and the light of the church will burn bright, breaking the dark cloud that's reigned over this land. This is my will. I say yes and amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. I just really, 
I get overwhelmed because it's something I've been pressing into for years. And finally, I feel like we're in this place where God is getting ready to do something significant. And we're all invited into that journey. What an awesome thing. I want to read a passage of scripture to you. This is, and then we're going to get into the worship. And we won't be long. But this is the dedication of the land that would be used for the temple by David. David was not allowed to build the temple, though he made all the preparations for it. God said, your son is going to build the temple. But he made all the preparations, and now they are going to dedicate the land. And this is David's prayer to the Lord. In 1 Chronicles chapter 29, verses 10 through 20, it says, Then David praised the Lord in the presence of the whole assembly. O Lord, the God of our ancestor Israel, may you be praised forever and ever. Yours, O Lord, is the greatness, the power, the glory, the victory, and the majesty. Everything in the heavens and on earth is yours. O Lord, this is your kingdom. We adore you as the one who is over all things. Wealth and honor come from you alone, for you rule over everything. Power and might are in your hand, and at your discretion people are made great and given strength. O oh, our God, we thank you and praise your glorious name. But who am I and who are my people that we could give anything to you? Everything we have has come from you and we give you only what you first gave us. We are here for only a moment. Visitors and strangers in the land as our ancestors were before us. Our days on earth are like a passing shadow, gone so soon without a trace. O oh, Lord our God, even this material we have gathered to build a temple to honor your holy name comes from you. It all belongs to you. I know, my God, that you examine our hearts and rejoice when you find integrity there. You know, I've done all this with good motives, and I've watched your people offer their gifts willingly and joyously. O oh, Lord, the God of our ancestors, Abraham, Isaac, and Israel, make your people always want to obey you. See to it that their love for you never changes. Give my son Solomon the wholehearted desire to obey all your commands, laws, and decrees, and to do everything necessary to build this temple for which I have made these preparations. Then David said to the whole assembly, Give praise to the Lord your God, and the entire assembly praised the Lord, the God of their ancestors, and they bowed low and knelt before the Lord and the king. Amen. So appropriate for a time like this. A couple of thoughts. Number one, verses 11 and 14. David says, everything in heaven and on earth belongs to the Lord. We need to remember that we did not give him what is ours. The money that went for this land was not to give him what is ours. It was to return to him what was already his. Everything we have belongs to the Lord. It's not ours. We just get to manage it. We return to him what's already his. Number two, verse 12 says, this is not about us but solely about his glory, what he is doing, and we just to get to be a part of it. So many times churches get off track when the ministry becomes about them and not the glory of the king of kings. This is not about us. It's not about us having a place. It's not about us being comfortable. It's about Jesus getting more glory in this region. So if we, we get off on the wrong foot, it's going to derail what God intends for us. We need to keep that centered that this is for him and his glory and his glory alone. It's not about flashy t-shirts or cool signs on the side of the road. Number three, verse 15, it says, We are here for a short time. What we're about to embark on will far outlast our lifetimes. This is far beyond just our 70 to 80 years we get here on this earth. This ministry, what we're doing right now, this is the significance of this moment. So each of us should have a legacy in mind and not simply the short term. 
It doesn't matter what color of carpet we have if we're not reaching people for the kingdom of God. It doesn't matter, right? The short term is insignificant, the long term. It doesn't matter how cool our praise band sounds if our children grow up to deny Jesus. It doesn't matter. Legacy, discipleship. And it's all of our responsibility to take this upon ourselves. Number four. Number, uh, verse 18 says, Make your people always want to obey you. Guys, come on in. Anywhere you want to. You missed almost all the good part, Brett. I, mean, I know you planned that. You planned that. Let's start over. <laughs> you have to get the clips notes. Verse 18 says, Make your people always want to obey you, for obedience is the pathway to blessing. We've got to think about this. He's crying out. And we know through the nation of Israel, their history, they didn't always obey the Lord. They turned from the Lord over and over again, and it brought destruction into their nation. They lost their land. They even lost their temple. The very thing they're dedicating, they lost it because the people at a certain time said, no, we're going to go after foreign gods, we're going to go our own way. So David's crying out, make your people always want to obey you. Beloved, we need to remember, obedience is the pathway to blessing, the pathway to his presence, which is the greatest treasure and the greatest hope we can have. It's the presence of the Lord. So his obedience is that pathway, but obedience is a choice, a decision we make that determines or is dependent on our love for the Lord. Jesus said, if you love me, obey my commandments. He doesn't want religious people that obey without a heart connection. He wants people who love him passionately and out of that love obey the Lord. That's where God's power works the most greatly. So God, make us always want to obey you, but above all, make us always madly in love with you. Verse 18 Number five, it says, see to it that their love for you never changes. See, his love for us never changes. So it's up to us to keep the fire <coughs> stoked in our heart of our love for him. Keep our hearts stoked for the Lord. And finally, number six in verse 19, he says, give us and our children wholehearted desire. His prayer was for his son Solomon, who would be the king after him. And this is that legacy we need to have in mind. God, see to it, give us and our children wholehearted desire desire to follow your ways Amen. not just us alone but our children and our children's children there's a song out right now called the blessing that, that pronounces a blessing to the children's children's children god says that he lavishes his love to a thousand generations god has more than just us in mind he has all the generations coming after us and that's the heart cry come on in we just make everyone feel awkward that's like <laughs> you're my mother-in-law so you get a double dose like give us and our children wholehearted desire. Our first and foremost core value of our ministry is wholehearted worship. And it's so important because if we're not giving God all of our heart, all of our soul, all of our mind, all of our strength, we're giving part of us to something else. And that's something that's going to draw us away from the Lord. We need to continually offer ourselves as a sacrifice of praise. When we gather together for worship... It's not just to hang out with friends. It's to come before the presence of God, lay ourselves down again, and say, God, here I am. Not my will, but yours be done. Here I am. Send me. Take me. You saved me. My life is yours. Every week, we lay ourselves down. And I believe that we have a heart like that. Miracles are an understatement. We've seen people in wheelchairs get up and walk. We've seen people with blindness be healed. We've seen a myriad of miracles that is only the beginning 
if we would capture the fire of the Holy Spirit and we would chase after the Lord, the God of all creation, with all of our hearts, soul, mind, and strength. And this vision that God has given us is a vision that's not outside of our grasp. We are beginning to walk this path. May we stay faithful. May you pray continually for your leaders that we would have wisdom because we're in this together. It's not Joey and Tony's church. This is Vertical Act Church. It's all of our church, all of our ministry. We all play a part. We all have a role. Success falls and depends on all of us together. You excited about what God is doing? Amen. 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 You believe God has got good things in store? Yes. Well, then let's stand and let's worship Him. For He alone is worthy of our prayer. From all of us at Vertical Life Church, we want to say thank you for listening. If this ministry has blessed you in any way, please consider making a tax-deductible donation to www.blchurch.tv forward slash give. Thank you and God bless.